pretty good, right? So, welcome to another 11 p.m. nightcap. It's Sunday. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend and are doing okay. Um, Yeah, mine's all right. But um, Black Cat's Poppy is stepping with a wave and saying hello. Black Cat, uh, cheers to you. Hmm. Mm. Um, see, I was like, man, I don't know, like, uh, this last week too, whatever, it was kind of like beat up and sore feeling and whatever, and I don't know if some of that might have been getting exposed to COVID or whatever it is, I don't know, but, um, I did get a chiropractic adjustment and a massage on Saturday. <laughs> So that helped, but I still feel just creaky and kind of like weird. And, uh, Black Cat is asking about my dad. All right, so let's talk about my dad a little bit. My dad and my uncle, I'm convinced, are both uh, clones slash separated twins because in talking to my cousins... They have the same problems with their dad that I have with my dad, and that's that the man cannot fucking sit still. He sends me a message, and he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm I was feeling kind of restless. I'm I'm getting very restless." Which number one? Okay, it's been like two or three days, like A, but B, he's like, "I was feeling restless." And my cough is mostly gone. And so I decided to replace the guts of the toilet upstairs and try to fix the toilet upstairs. And then I went outside and trimmed the shrubs and cut the grass. And then I came in and I was messing around with the thing on my computer and then decided to also fix this. I'm like, and then he's like, and now I uh, feel really exhausted and my legs are kind of wobbly. And I'm like, Dude, trim the shrubs because God forbid you went a week without trimming the shrubs. And it's funny because I was talking to Flixology 101. He's like, geez, he's like, (laughs) on a normal weekend, like, if I cut the grass and trim the shrubs, I'm like, woo, I'm done for the weekend. I'm like, my dad has this just obsessive. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, okay, that's great. Your legs are all wobbly. So between that and still having a little bit of a cough and being weak, you decided to like go outside. Well, first of all, you went and played around with the toilet. So respiratory problems, great idea to be by a nice humid fucking toilet not that their toilets are disgusting but it's still a fucking toilet and then b you decided to go out and kick up a dun- bunch of dust and pollen and everything else by fucking around and trimming shrubs and cutting the grass i'm surprised he didn't go clean his gutters and fucking crawl around on the i'm surprised he didn't redo his roof and build a garage and fucking like 
dude, can you fucking sit down? Just fucking sit down. I get the whole thing like, oh, I, I, I need... But I'm like, okay, if you needed to do something, you've got a whole workshop with 18 bazillion tools. Why is it every time you do like a project, it's got to be like building a giant picnic table or rebuilding a whole half of your house? Why don't you make like a fucking birdhouse? Or build some small little thing if you just felt bored and you wanted to do something. No, he's got to go out and run around. In the 89 degree fucking super humid heat. That dude's going to kill himself. And like, I've come to my piece of whatever it is. It's like some bizarre obsessive need of the guy. And again, my uncle is the same fucking way. Because my cousins were like, yeah, I swear our dads are like clones. Because they can't get him to goddamn sit down either. I'm like, you were sick. Like, if I can... Take a walk around the block. I get it. But who goes and trims the shrubs and does all sorts of lawn and yard work when you're feeling like that? And I'm like, you can't tell the guy no. He's going to do whatever he's going to do. And it makes me feel slightly guilty for thinking about this. But there's a part of me that goes, knowing how he is, I pray to God he never gets some immobilizing condition or whatever, because he will just go batshit fucking nuts. So it isn't that I necessarily want my dad to die. Nothing could be further than the truth. But you know what? If he's going to go out and he's going to have fucking COVID and major heart surgery and everything else, and then decide he needs to cut the grass and do all the shit outside, like, man, I hope whatever that when he goes he's at least happy and in his happy place because you can't you can't tell a guy to sit out he, he just will not fucking listen which okay i get that and respect it i've gotten to the point where like i am done trying to tell him he needs to relax or sit down or do whatever he's gonna do now i certainly will give him shit if he's like the one day he has heart surgery and then he's running up and down the stairs and doing all this fucking shit. And then he's like, boy, thought, uh, uh, after that procedure, I would have been feeling better. Granted, this is a Friday and he had major heart surgery Wednesday. I'm like, it's not a light switch father. You, you should know this by now. And then also, he's like, yeah, man, I feel tired. I said, well, maybe it wasn't such a smart idea to go running up and down the stairs and crawling around by air conditioners full of fucking spiders and everything else. Like, I'm done trying to tell you you shouldn't do it because you won't listen. But, like, you're ridiculous. So, <laughs> King Dinosaur, stopping with an ahoy. Ahoy. How are you, King Dinosaur? It's great to see you, as always. I have my nice little flannelly shirt on today. But so that's my dad. That's how my dad is doing. It's hard to tell because as soon as the guy feels like he's starting to improve. Oh, so this this was the other thing in his, that was in his message. He's like, my cough is, is mostly gone. 
But I feel like it's, you know, on the verge of, of like, me coughing whenever again. I want to say, hey, dummy, then maybe don't go, like, stir up a bunch of pollen and spores and dirt and everything. Maybe you shouldn't have went out and trimmed the shrubs and cut the grass. You, you know, maybe. Maybe you shouldn't have been, like, sticking your head in the fucking toilet. Black Hat, you're not a weirdo. You, I imagine if you had COVID, you wouldn't be cutting the grass and retiring your roof and building a shed and cutting concrete. Well, he's probably mining for coal. Who knows what the fuck the guy's doing? He, he, like, is that just me? I feel like I feel like I'm not the crazy one on that. <laughs> I would have been like, watch some TV shows or read a book. The guy always wanted all these books. Oh, I want these books. But then, like, he never fucking reads. He never fucking reads any of them. Like, what? Meow the Cat says, Morning from this weirdo, kind of doing my own things. Well, wait a minute. If you weren't doing your own things, who are, whose things would you be doing? That's kind of like an existential question. Uh, but as always, wishing you the best. Have a great stream and a chill night. Support Lurk on. Meow the Cat, thank you so much, as always. Love to see you. I really appreciate it. If you have not, please make sure you give a follow to Meow the Cat. And while you're at it, check out the blackcatsandpoppies.blogspot.com and make sure that you go buy Scott West's book, Ghost on the Highway, as well as check out Flexology 101. You enjoyed your fever dreams you couldn't even read? I mean, yeah, like, dude, when I had it, had it, and I'm pretty sure I had it, I felt so terrible. All I wanted to do was just drug myself to sleep and just be unconscious, which I'm like, why can't we get drugs for that? I feel like that would be nice to just be like, hey, uh, I'll just put on a diaper or something, and let me just take just some slight chemical coma so that I can just sleep for like four days. Well, I needed the drugs because I couldn't stop coughing. And like, in, in like, I'm laying there and I was achy and the achiness was preventing my sleepiness from letting me go to sleep. Thank God I had some leftover pills, but next time I get like that, like I'm chewing some fucking gummies and spacing out. I'll tell you what. Forgot to take the damn nicotine gum. Yeah. You get on it. I had a cigar today and a bunch of nicotine pouches. So I'm like invincible. Pretty much. Kind of. But seriously, is this just me? Like, why would you do all that? Like, I... I, I, am, I feel so fortunate that I have productive tasks that I can do. I could do this. Hell, I could, I could barely talk and just play old arcade games here. I could do drawings. I could read a book. I could watch some movies or TV shows. And I think when my dad does it, he feels like he's not being, but I'm always like, yeah, but if you I don't know. I like to analyze the story and think about the story and think about ideas for new stories or talk about them or do whatever else. So like, it's not like you were watching game shows. Like to me, like watching a game show, I would even say maybe more so than reality TV. Like 
other than some of the trivia aspects of some of them, but like that's like true waste of time. Which okay, sometimes you want that. You just like dude, you just want to tap out and just fucking zone out. But like watching a show, watching a series, or reading a book and being like, ooh, and you learn stuff and like he doesn't have I swear he doesn't have any task that does not involve some sort of macro level handyman thing that allows him to feel like he's doing stuff. And I like that's not me, because I'm just kind of like, A, I don't really have the handyman aptitude much like he does. Like, I have stuff that I'll fix, but A, it's not enjoyable to me. Now, I guess maybe he enjoys it, but like, okay, we played, or I played, he's playing video games on Friday. We did the video game stream on Friday for a while. And like, for me, if I'm like, look, I'm tired or whatever. And you, like, you push your body past that aspect, yeah, you're going to get sick. You're going to get sick or you're going to get strained or pull something or get lazy and then walk crooked and hurt your back or do whatever. So, like, okay, when you're tired, but, like, you still want to do a thing, I kind of feel fortunate for me. I'll play a video game because it's puzzle, it, it's problem solving, it's puzzles, it's hand-eye coordination, it's reflexes. There's stories, there's progressions, so, like, you defeated a challenge, whatever, and yeah, I get, it's not the same as fixing your toilet, but, like, especially when you don't feel good, what are you doing? (laughs) Hey, I got, (laughs) I got COVID, let me go, let me go play with the toilet. The brain gets muscular in certain parts over the years. You have to try to work the other parts on occasion. It's why I have to do the picture-taking thing. Um, yeah, Black Hat, I get it. Like, that's that's where so many people, when they either retire or as they get older, they don't stimulate the brain. And, like, just sitting and watching a TV show, I'm going to say, and this sounds super douchey, and I apologize, but, like, when I watch a TV show... I'm always like looking at the camera. I'm, I'm watching it as somebody who likes to do writing and who's done some movie stuff. So like I'm into it. Like I'm examining stuff and looking at like it's it's active for me. Like watching a show is an active activity for me. And if I'm not doing that, yeah, like reading or yeah, playing video games or like I don't know, some of the pictures and photography stuff. The image part of my brain and I needed to keep it up. Yeah, but like you're framing a shot. You're looking at some angles. You're looking at light. You're looking at colors. Like I've seen your pictures, Black Cat, and I'm going to give you some praise. There's some people who take pictures and I look at them and I'm like, man, you need to take a photography class or something because your pictures are terrible. Like, I guess if you just point a thing and click the button like you captured the image but like i have one friend of mine she's like oh let me show you this picture i took i'm like the pictures you take though are so bad it's like listening to shitty music like it hurts looking at it (laughs) it actually hurts me to look at your pictures can i not can you just tell me about it and not have me look at it but like your pictures are always so well done they're framed well you play with some different perspectives the subject is clever like 
You like to exercise the stupid part. I'm not 100% sure what I mean about what, what you mean about that, though. What stupid part? I feel like even just being silly, it's not being stupid. It's being silly. And there's creativity in being silly. Like, there is effort in being in play. It's playing. Why, why do children play? Part of it is just boredom, but the other part of it is creativity, social interaction, laughter, interpretation, exploration of symbols and colors and games. Like, being silly, I, I hesitate to say, is more of an adult task than people give it credit for. Uh, on your shitty $90 phone. I mean, for an, I don't, I mean, I don't know what kind of phone it is, but for a $90 phone, it takes great fucking pictures. Great fucking pictures. But I can't, I feel like I need to do a, some sort of fundraiser drive and get you like a fucking camera camera so that you can do like, but I don't know. You I look at the pictures you post and it's like, it's like a twofold thing. Okay. Number one, it's not like I'm viewing them at retina display resolution. I'm usually looking at them on my phone. So you're looking at it on a small screen, but like the pictures I see that you post to Instagram, they're fantastic. They're great. And King Dinosaur, you post some good pictures too. The people who notice you taking pictures of, that's fine. Just tell them, look, I, this is what I do. I do photography. Unless it's like somebody doing something you're not supposed to see. But I've never seen those pictures. I mean, I like the pictures you take of the buildings and stuff. Or like you did what, like the castles and the cemeteries and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's a little more commonplace now. The photography is a bigger hobby. I watch movies from like the 70s. And, they, and the people have like cameras and they're like taking pictures and i feel like unless you're doing like creepo shots like most people just kind of ignore it now yeah keep this for myself i have to take i have to take upskirt shots and panty shots <laughs> black cats and creepies <laughs> i had my bathroom stall and then as soon as in there and like <laughs> i got you and then take the pictures and they don't poop black cats and poopy <laughs> I actually and I feel like I feel like here's the other thing if you're holding up your camera and taking pictures over I think it's one thing I think when I see somebody who's with an actual camera I'm less inclined to bother them because I know that's the thing that they're really interested in. They're putting in the work to try to get a good picture, right? King Dinosaur says, I'd like to do more, but I feel like my photos are average at best. Did you're a fucking asshole. Am I writing? Your pictures are great. Just like your writing is great. You are way above and beyond average in many aspects of your creative outlets and personality. Everybody tell King Dinosaur that right now. I'm calling you out. They're not average. You take you take some 
Those pictures you took when you're out in the woods, they were fucking great. They were beautiful. King Dinosaur tree and took some pictures of tree. No, taking a picture of a tree is like the person who's like, you see it and you're like, okay, it's just a cedar tree. It's just like a cedar tree in a yard. Like, man, there, there is a certain eye for, again, like the angle, like it transports you to the area where the picture is taken. You know, I'm not saying my pictures are very good. But every now and then I take one and I'm like, dude, I think that looks fucking fantastic. I played a little bit with like four, four and background subject and like off the, you know, you have like the grid lines and like, yeah, dude, look, the photos you took. Yeah. You could have put them out and made them calendars. It could have been wall art. I mean, it's better than me taking pictures of my fucking beers. Who gives a shit to see that? Or my stupid bald face. At least you took pictures of, like, nature and, like, cool stuff. <laughs> Although that white moth, that white moth that I captured that was on the, the side of the garage was awesome. That moth was gorgeous. That moth hit. And I don't even know, I like, I don't know if this is if they can, like, change their color or whatever. But that moth was, like, exactly the same color as the paint on the garage. It was a nice, happy little moth. Um, King Dinosaur's imposter syndrome is really bad right now. Well, do you want to talk about it? Let me talk about it. Look, I get it all the time, dude. I get it a lot of days, almost most of my days at work, even though I've done the job I've been doing for ages. Um, I get it with my, look, I mean, I get it during these, doing these fucking streams. They're like, oh, talk show, what do you talk about? People are always like, oh, what do you what do you talk about? And I want to say, like, I don't know anything. I don't, like, I feel like everybody else is like, oh, we have a true crime podcast. Or, oh, we just talk about Golden Globus movies. Or, we talk about... Th-. And I'm like, man, mine's just a fucking radio show. It's just, it's just an entertainment thing. I don't... And I feel like when I say that, often I get the, oh, oh, okay. Fuck. Oh, yeah, it was a beautiful moth. I wish that, I wish that moth, I could have hugged that moth. But if I hugged that moth, that would have been game over for the moth. But it was, like, adorable. And then it, like, fluttered around and it landed again. And I feel like when I was originally taking the picture, it was lower. And then it fluttered around and it went up. I was like... Did you just fly up so that I could take a better picture of you? I feel like that moth wanted, like, that moth knew it was gorgeous and wanted its picture taken. I get it. If I was, if I was as gorgeous as that moth, I'd be like, take pictures of me too. King Dinosaur says, I don't know. No, wait. King Dinosaur says, uh, I don't want to talk about. It's just struggling. Two sips forward and three sips back. I'm pretty damn sick of it. You and I have gone through this rodeo, and I'll give you some of the same advice that I've given you before, which is, you know, sometimes if you're if you're struggling with a macro piece, write a micro piece. Just write something to just get gears churning. Just write it for fun. 
And don't be so critical of yourself. Just write a fun, silly thing. And B, you've heard the praise that you get from this show. Now, if it wasn't really good, I wouldn't... Because I've had... Every now and then I read stuff and I'm like, nah, that's not... I'm not reading that on the show. If I'm reading a thing out loud, it's because I truly believe it was great and I want to share it with everybody else. So the stuff that you've written and shared on here, I think has been unanimously praised as being excellent. So maybe just write something goofy and don't try so hard. I, 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 there's a thing of like, so when I, when I teach people to shoot, so I'm going to use a different sort of mentality, subject, whatever thing here. I've taught a lot of people to shoot. Um, primarily handguns. And what I'll often tell them is, especially the first time you go out to shoot, don't try so hard. You're probably not really going to hit the target very well, and that's fine. But your first goal is to not really try to hit the bullseye at all. As a matter of fact, don't even worry about hitting the target. Point towards the target. But I want you to not try that at all. Just get comfortable with the way it feels in your hand. You're going to pull the trigger. The gun is going to fire. Just get a feel for what it feels like. Just let yourself feel the flash and the bang and everything else. I'm telling you, yeah, it's going to be loud. Whatever. But, like, just let it happen. And don't worry about the target. Because, again, don't try so hard. And then once you've done that a little bit, okay, now, like, sure, you're going to, you know, focus a little bit more on the aim. But when you're pulling the trigger and you're shooting at the target, don't psych yourself up and get nervous and anxious. It, it's like a lot of those activities. If you pay attention to it too much, you psych yourself out. It was like that article I read about the opera singer where she like listened to a recording of herself and she like psyched herself out and she couldn't get past it and she basically ruined her own career. Sometimes like it's just the reflex of the thing. Just let it happen. Again, you can always edit later. You can always revise later. Or maybe you don't. Like, like again, I read some of the stuff that's out there and I'm like, clearly nobody edited this. Cause I can look at it. But it doesn't matter. It's just the content and the story, right? And again, it's the same thing with the shooting. Okay, so you're shooting at the target and you got one flyaway. Don't worry about it. Look at all the stuff you did that was good. You got a lot of these near the center of the target. Let's try again. And don't try so hard. Again, just be comfortable. Being comfortable is being smooth. Being smooth is being fast. Being smooth and fast is being effective. Um, King Dinosaur says, dude, your show is better than most pro podcasts. A lot of those hosts are <laughs> insufferable. You're personable and entertaining and real. I will graciously accept that comment. And I will also say that I tend to agree. Um, there's a lot of those podcasts. I just can't do it. I'm like, these people make me want to just give them a slap. I, I try to do, I guess I feel like what I would want to listen to. Like I, we used to have these, there, there are these late night radio shows around Detroit and it was this guy that would just kind of talk. Uh, I don't know. 
but yeah, your brain is working. King Dinosaur says, all right, well, I'm writing another autobiographical piece. Maybe I will send it to you. It's not as wholesome as the last one. It doesn't always have to be wholesome, man. We've talked, look, we've talked about some very sad, very painful subjects on the show. We explore all angles. Sometimes they're happy and wholesome, sometimes they're not. I mean, one of the highest viewed, highest rated episodes I did is still Wild Bill Flint's recount of 9-11. That's anything but wholesome. That was one of the most soul-crushing things I've read out loud. (laughs) So, that's the show. We don't always just talk about the good times. I want to explore all this stuff. Um, And I try as hard as I can to, as a host in that regard, field comments that I maybe don't agree with and be open-minded to them. I try to keep a very even keel because it's a nightcap and it's meant to be It's a nightcap and it's a cigar lounge. So much like the best cigar lounges I've been to, you know, you rub your chin and you think a little bit. Don't immediately just rush to respond. Let's all listen to each other and take the time to think about some stuff. I mean, we're totally going to like it. Again, you way underestimate yourself, man. I, in your humility is one of your attractive traits. Cause I don't like blowhard dudes who think they're all fun, but like, also you do, I think you do put a governor on your own engine that you don't just let yourself soar because I'm with black cat. I've loved everything that I've read that you've written. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. I mean it. It when when I turn on my Kindle, podcast people are gonna take a break in a minute. When I turn on my Kindle, I get a thing and they're like, "Hey, here's these hot new titles for 99 cents." And I typically am like, none of that excites me in the slightest. So much of them, I just, uh. Oh, hey, here's this new book by this new person. And they have this ad. And they're like, oh, more powerful than Reacher. More intelligent than Bosch. This is the new blah, blah, blah. I give two fucks. But then when you're like, hey, man, I wrote a thing. What can I email to you? Like, oh, my God, inject it right into my fucking veins. Like, I can't wait. I seriously mean that. I can't fucking wait to read the next thing that you've written. And honestly, like Black Cat, you know, you're saying the same thing. I have a problem with my dumb blocks. And this is like a hint to myself. And shit, when that happens, so it gives me brain cramp. That's what I'm supposed to do. I mean, yeah, don't do that. You think ahead too much. Shit, why did that happen? Why did what happen? Why did life happen? Because fucking life is fucking weird. But just the same thing. I read the stuff that you've written, and like, maybe all of it isn't worth reading out loud here on the show but it's always a i can't wait to see the slice of life that you've experienced told the way you tell a story 
I love it. I absolutely love it. So, again, I know you're saying that it's a dumb blog, but I don't think it's dumb. As a matter of fact, I think it's one of the more interestingly insightful things into, again, an era that I did not live through. And some of the things that I read, like, I, I, every now and then, okay, I talk to my parents or whatever, but like, I don't know. You lived in a different part of the country in a different lifestyle and and like, I love it because that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, a, a view into flavors of life that I have not experienced and probably won't just because the world is different now. So I don't think it's dumb at all. As a matter of fact, I think it's spectacular. So here's a cheers to both. Podcast listeners, I tell you what, let's take a brief break. We'll be right back. Also, if you hear me going, it's because right now my mustache tastes and smells like delicious cigar and bourbon. It's so fucking good. And it's, it's getting full. Like I trimmed it down. I feel like too much that one time. Now it's getting back to being more full. And so it's like, it's getting, it's getting the clit tickler length. Uh, King Dinosaur says, I don't always comment Black Cat's Poppy. That's because I've never been good with critiques or compliments. I would just end up saying, Oh, it was really good. I liked it. Over and over. Whoa, it was good. Yeah, see, so you guys are the fucking worst. Fuck you. I, like, send you stuff and you're like, I liked it. I'm like, uh, okay. But like, what that also gives you, though, is an appreciation for people who are good at giving critiques and reviews. You could be a good content creator, but not be able to elucidate why something that you read was good. In this aspect, for example, when we read about your corner store, I think I did a good job or tried to do why that felt so wholesome and warm to me. I try to push myself beyond the point of just saying, wow, I liked it. I know I'm no professional reviewer. I don't think I have a super great skill at that. But I try, and usually if I put a little more work into it, I can get into it. That's the thing we were talking about earlier with watching a movie or a show. Not just the, wow, I liked it. I try to mentally stack up and make a bullet point list in my head of the things I liked and why I liked it and scenes and shots and pieces of dialogue and all that. Like, because if you are a content creator, getting that feedback back to you is what you can use to improve or things that if they say, eh, I didn't really like this part so much. 
And then that can sting, that can certainly sting, but I always try to preface that with a, hey, look, overall, I really enjoyed this. And I think the concept and the content is great. But like eating a recipe, if you're like, well, I think you could have added a little bit more of cilantro. It's like, it doesn't mean the meal was bad. I'm just being extra analytical because those extra analytical pieces are the pieces of information that you need as a content creator to think about mull over and go back and revise your own work. Because most often than not, if you share content that you've created with somebody that's especially a friend, they're typically not just going to go, dude, that was shit. It's fucking crap. I mean, they're probably not going to say that. So they're probably going to say it's good. So now you have a quandary. Are they saying it's good because it was really good? Or are they saying it's good because they don't want to hurt my feelings? If they really liked it and it was really good, why can't they tell me what was good about it? But I get it. I get it now. I have some people that I don't ask, like I don't send them stuff that I've written because I know that I will just get the it's good response. And so that leaves you feeling a little hollow. So if you ever want me to review a thing like that, I promise you, I will not just give you a, wow, I liked it, or wow, that was good. I will give you more juicy tidbits because that is the thing that I enjoy doing. As the flip side to my father, I love the mental exercise of trying to be more of a critical analyst or whatever you want to call it. Maybe this show and doing this a little bit more uh, here live has helped with that, but you need that stuff. Hey, how was the dinner? Oh, it was great. Uh, well, what, what, what did you like about it? The, it was, it was tasty. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better than it tasted like cat food, but fucking, can you help? <laughs> King Dinosaur says, uh, well, Black Cat says, I'm very impressed with those that can make the words. I try. I don't think that's a great skill I have. Much like I'm not like, people are like, oh, how was that cigar? See, I can't, with taste and stuff like that, I'm like, it was just good. But like, every now and then, like, well, it was it was on a creamier side. Or it was, it was you know, had a little bit of more of a spice or let, but like, I'm not good at, some people are like, oh, well, um, I feel like there was, um, some Indonesian mushroom on the forend, and then as I got to the mid-stick, there's a little bit more of a teased leather combined with some nutmeg and a little bit of, uh, some South African saffron that kicks in after about, th I'm like, fuck it, I don't know. It was a good cigar. <laughs> I liked it more than a lot of the other cigars I had. Or I didn't like it as much. I wouldn't buy it again. But I, I just... On that, on that front, I don't have the palate. I feel like when it comes to a movie or a show or sometimes even reading stuff, sometimes I feel like I do an okay job. 
King Dinosaur says, I do try to read your stuff with a critical commercial eye because I think you have a story that could actually be published by a mainstream publisher. Well, I'm going to pull a page out of your book and say, I think it's average at best and I've been very demoralized and defeated about it, which is why I haven't written anything else because one person, uh, and this is my own fault, that I really, really wanted some quality feedback from that I was so excited for them to read it sent it to him and then i was like hey can you read the thing they're like oh what read what i was like well like the story thing i sent you oh you sent me a story oh well i've just been busy lately and i'm like oh that's a that's a polite way of saying that you hated it and that was shitty so i think i was just gonna quit <laughs> so i get that too i really do i Often don't listen to my own advice. <laughs> uh, Black Cat says, well, also, if we were hitting the bongos in person, we could read a few lines out loud and dig it, man. We could, we could, we'd say a few things and go on to the next. That's the way I do things. Hit the bongos. Let's hit the bong. Let me go back to the sex. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, man. Why does this club smell like pussy and weed? Because that's how we do in here. We read shitty poems and then we get fucking stones as hell. And then we all fucking fuck each other. So it smells like the wharf. Even though the club's not by the wharf. But some people need pee because it smells a little bit like pee-pee. Um... Black Cat has an Egyptian hash story. Oh, God, I'd love to read that. Please write that. King Dinosaur exclaims, Bullshit! It's original and full of action, interesting characters, and even a bit of mystery. Yeah, well, apparently nobody wants to read it, though. <laughs> apparently it's crap because several of the people I sent it to just didn't give a shit and gave me no feedback. and didn't even fucking read it and whatever, so I'm like... Here's, here's how I felt. I felt like they read it. And then this is like my review. You know, remember my review of Midsummer, My review of the movie Midsummer, Which is... I feel like they read my story and the review is this. I'm like, okay. All right. Um, I guess it's not what I think, but that's why I want to read it because every time I think I know what one of your stories is going to be like, uh, it amazes me. The next thing I know, you'll be like, and then these pee pee boys are peeing in the car in my basement and then they fucking took a stick and I shoved it in a dead pig. And Who knows what the fuck is going to happen? It's like everything that I... Every every time you're telling me a story, and I think, I'm like, thinking in my head, oh, this is where it's going to go, and then I'm like, I didn't see that fucking coming. Got, you got me. <laughs> hmm, not enough Metamucil. Or too much Metamucil. Uh... King Nicer says he's only written in pieces, but he wants a full manuscript on his desk by Monday morning. Monday morning, that's 15 minutes. 
I have 15 minutes to write a whole book? <laughs> oh. The thing about that is, would you think you know his name? He's a lot of names. He's gone by a lot of names throughout the history of time. Some of them maybe you've heard of before. I used to call him Charon or Baron Samedi. The simplest even being death. But that's not quite accurate. But the difference you see is that the ferryman is on the same level as a lot of the other players here. And I know you think that the hierarchy of things and where they come from. Yeah, there's far more players there than you expect. And some of them, well, let's just say they have their own stations. But here's what's going to happen. See, when you meet the ferryman, he can certainly take you to another shore. But what I'll ask you is this. If you trust that the captain of the ship or the navigator is going to take you to a land, how can you be sure that he's taking you to the land that you think he's taking you to? As a matter of fact, that would be his choice. And I know that maybe you think hell is all that terrible. Certainly it is, but on the same token... Have you ever contemplated the depths of the ocean? What about an ocean that is your own private ocean? Do you know how many people he's accepted onto his boat and thrown over the side halfway? Nah, you may swim around for a little while. You may even think to yourself, but I'm already dead. So what difference does it make if I drown? Well, the problem with that is, once he leaves you out there, You'll swim around, you'll try to find some foreign shore, but ultimately you'll sink under the water. And you'll get tired. When you get tired, you'll sink. As you start to sink, you'll find out that you're in a body of water that has no bottom. And maybe you would imagine to yourself, well, wouldn't I eventually encounter other people out here? But see, that's the thing. He can take you to whatever water he wants. Perhaps that's your own private bottomless lake. Do you know how many souls have gone completely mad, dropped into the isolated, endless dark water? At some point in time, all of the terrible things that you've done in your life will come back to haunt you. So if I was to give you a piece of advice, it would be this. That man is not a man you want to be friends with. I would leave him alone, as a matter of fact. Don't ask him to take you anywhere. Don't ask him where to go. Your only way out of this whole entire mess is to go back to where you started. So, if you think you have a good idea on how all this works, by all means, pay in. Have league with the guy. But good luck with that. Sorry for that uh, ridiculous 
improv impromptu scene slash sequence. But I was thinking about that earlier today. And I didn't write it down because I'm like, it's probably dumb. So that's it. You just hear it live. And so now it's gone. <laughs> I'm like perpetually 10 because I think that like just the diarrhea fart sound it always makes me laugh. Black Cat was frozen. Like, this broadcast was frozen? King Dinosaur says, outstanding. Thank you, sir. Thank you, and cheers. Oh, no. Oh, no frozen listening. It scared me. Oh, it's good. Uh, thank you. That's about the best compliment that I could get. And do you know how many times... I've sat out here and sat in this barren place and just wondered who's going to come visit this time. But you, you have to consider the power of a request and the power of an offer. For example, this place that we find ourselves in now you'll never find anyone else here. You may occasionally think you hear them or think you see them. But that's just an insidious little part of the game, see? Because I could keep you here forever. But that's also tiresome. Because if I have to do that, then that means I have to sit here and watch you. And I know what you're thinking. Isn't that a paradox? If you're sitting here watching me forever, how can you be watching someone else? Well, that's because, again, your idea of how all this works. Well, it's a little different here. But I have my own curse. I would love to have a drink and have a cigar. but I can only have them if they're offered. Do you ever think of asking just out in general to the universe some request? Like, why doesn't somebody help me? Do you ever think to consider that maybe something does? What are you giving them in return? You could lawyer up and think about the words of the request, but it all comes down to intent. See, I very much would like a drink out of that bottle. But it's frowned upon for me to drink on the job, so... If you offer me one, you better make sure that you're offering it to me for the right reason. Because 
I don't take kindly to bribery. So either you're doing this because you want to be friends, or you and I are going to be sitting here for a very long time. I always liked the idea that old-time curses and spells and hexes and that sort of thing were done not necessarily because of the words that were spoken, but because you made an offer to something genuine, especially in times of struggle or despair or whatever and you may say well i i said this thing and then something helps you even though you can't see it and even though you don't know that they did it now you owe but you don't necessarily know what you owe or who you owe it to and that, to me, brings up a whole lot of spooky opportunity. So to quote a song, a lyric from a song that I very much enjoy, watch what you say. Your words can be heard from the grave. Be careful. Now that I've half-drunkenly rambled about my stupid story for the last 20 minutes, you're like, what the fuck is this guy even fucking talking about? <laughs> what the fuck is this guy rambling on about? Dude, this is fucking stupid. Fucking weirdo. Go back to talking about sex and fucking poetry jams. <laughs> This is a journey into sound. If you know what that's from, except for Kurgan, because I'm sure he knows. If you know what that's from, I'll send you a dollar. King Dinosaur says that was great. Well, thank you. I think you are all very great. And I very much appreciate uh, the opportunity to share all of this silly stuff laughs creativity serious talks whatever but um thank you king dinosaur i appreciate that i seriously think you're great and i think the pictures and things that you write are spectacular black cat you've got a wealth of experience experiences and things you've seen and done and heard and listened to that are tantamount to magic to me so I love reading the stories about the things you've been through and I really enjoy your photography I really do I don't I don't follow a whole lot of people especially on like Instagram it's not because like at some point you're just like who cares? It's just pictures of stupid, like, these people just 
pimping products. Like it's not, it's not in the spirit of what to me, the platform is supposed to be the stuff that you post to me is the spirit of what the platform is supposed to be. It's slice of life photographs from a different area and a different environment with a different perspective. And I love it. King Dinosaur says, I'm going to go write some more. You inspired me. That is about the greatest compliment I could get. And if that's true, then I think the show's over because I've done my work for the day. So stay safe, keep the faith, and all of that good shit. And we will see you again tomorrow night for yet another episode of the Cigar Gore Lounge Podcast. Take it easy out there.